Kids Productions. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Final Drive here at Sour Kids Productions. It is Alec. It is DeAndre. It is Makai back in studio. We have Kenneth behind the computer, always doing magical work for us. Gentlemen, has been a little couple weeks for us or so, I would say. Mm-hmm. But uh, nonetheless, we're here to talk about kind of recap free agency. Uh, the NFL draft is just around the corner. We'll be doing a live stream here, uh, doing the draft as always. And then, uh, hey, NBA playoff time is here. Uh, it's kind of like that pinnacle time for sports because the NFL is about to kick off with the draft. The NBA is in the postseason mode. Baseball is in full swing. Uh, the hockey is about to be in full swing playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a good time. Uh, gentlemen, before we get into the everything that has happened, how are we doing? It's been a minute. Oh, life's, life's great. Just moved into a new apartment, you know, a lot closer to the guys. Life, life is good. Weather's great. Traffic sucks. Yeah. Adult things. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. DeAndre, how you doing, my dude? Uh, Pretty good. Pretty good. Had a show here yesterday. That was really good. You know, we did a CBM talk for our channel. Uh, here over at Sour Kids Production had you on it, Alec, which thanks for being on. Kenneth was on as well. Shout out, Kenneth, uh, for setting it all up. But yeah, it's been pretty good. Channel's been doing well. Work's been tiring, but, you know, <laughs> ready to get back to uh school in the fall and then also trying to get this job at unt so we'll see how that goes running the house yeah running the house on some harry potter type shit yep <laughs> what kind of house are you gonna make it uh i'm a, well i you gotta influence the college kids yeah i mean i did the potter test and, and i i was a gryffindor but i'm also like kind of like a ravenclaw like i i'm so i'm because just because gryffindor is highlighted in the movies a lot I'm, I'm gonna go with the school that wasn't really showcased so i'm gonna go with the ravenclaw type of house okay. type of vibe, i feel you know? that okay. that fits well at unt i think oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. if it's a demographic at unt yeah, right. maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> Uh, but yeah, hey, it's been it's been great. You know, it's good to have you guys back here chatting about sports and all things NFL and NBA. Uh, let's just dive right into it, gentlemen. Of course, free agency happened. Uh, lots of interesting things that are still going on. Obviously, the Lamar Jackson situation, uh, Aaron Rodgers. That's still very much fluent, and uh, we don't know how it's going to turn out. But free agency. Uh, what were some of y'all's takeaways uh, a few weeks ago when all that went down? Mm. Jerry Jones opened up his wallet a little bit. We love that. Got a little non-frugal. Um, and honestly, to be honest, the rich just got richer. Like teams that lost people, integral pieces like the Chiefs, they made good moves on the edges, saving some money, you know. Uh, and then just some of the bottom feeders just grabbing just quality guys for some cheap contracts. Because it just, it just seems like free agent money isn't what it used to be. You used to see those guys get the long-term five, six-year deals. Now it's just one, two, prove it deals. And it's helping these small little market teams get some names and yeah. sell tickets. Well, definitely because every time, every year, you know, the price, the market like goes higher and higher. So players obviously don't want to sign a long term deal. They want to sign those short term deals so they can get back into the market with the higher market. So I, I see that as well. Yeah. I think, I think it's interesting. You mentioned the market dried up for, you know, several players in particular. I feel like the safety market dried up real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tight end market dried up real quick, yeah. uh, and even the running back market because we saw a guy like Austin Eckler who has led the NFL touchdowns. You know, the last two or three years, you know, he's a scoring machine. He's very great out of the backfield as a pass catcher. 
and you saw him openly and publicly demand a trade. And the Chargers said, okay, go find your market. And then he came out and said, yeah, I might have to come back for another year. That's that's some shit. That's, that, that's got to be disheartening. Like, you have this image of yourself. Like, you have these stats. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get what I want. And then crickets on the other end of the phone. Yep. <laughs> that's got to suck. Or even, I mean, even a guy like Zeke, who, you know, you know for a good three, four-year run was – Arguably one of the best backs in football, and uh, being come from Dallas, he has no market really. That's a guy who probably is going to end up playing for vet minimum somewhere. Come on home, Zeke. Come on home. I miss you. Come back to Dallas. Come back uh, to Dallas. Well, nah, you're right. You're right. I was going to say he. They kind of already gave his jersey number away, but I heard he was going back to 15, wasn't he? He wants to go back to 15. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, but it's just weird how. I mean, another uh, another cowboy, Don Schultz. That was a guy who. Say what you want. I'm not very big on Don Schultz because I know I know how that offense works for Don Schultz. But that's a guy who put up good numbers on paper back to back years. Bet on himself again. Bet on himself this year, and he got a, a nine year, one million dollar deal in Houston. Now you play for the Texans. Have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you saw the Eagles lose their entire defense pretty much on top of their coordinators. So you kind of got to wonder. Will there be a hangover for that Philly team this year? I see. I feel like the coaching staff, sure, there might be like getting adjusted to that, to the new coaching staff. But as far as losing players, I don't really like a lot of people consider Philly like a free agency loser because of the losses that they've had. But I, I think I still think that they're a very competitive team. And we look at like the loss of Javon Hargrave, but you drafted Jordan Davis last year, hoping that he has a big second year as a sophomore player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, you lose TJ Edwards to the Bears, but you drafted Nicobe Dean in the third round of last year, who a lot of people considered thought was a first round pit, but he had that shoulder injury going into the draft that dropped him all the way to the third round. You lose Isaac Samolo at the offensive line, uh, offensive guard position. Um, he goes to Pittsburgh. Yep. But then you drafted Cam Jurgens last year out of Nebraska, who's a, a riser throughout the draft process. He he's supposed to be the replacement for Jason Kelsey, but Jason Kelsey decided to return for another year, so he'll probably start at left guard. Um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, you lose him to Detroit, which was surprisingly, especially considering what he got in Detroit, uh, the contract. But you you signed uh, Terrell Edmonds. I don't think he's. I don't. I don't <laughs> look, look, he's not compared to like Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Like he's great as a because he can line up as the slot as a nickel corner, and I think he's a better man coverage player. But I think Terrell Edmonds is better as a zone coverage uh, safety. So oh, yeah. somewhat of a loss, but I think I still think Philly has a very competitive roster. And then also another thing that I thought was big for them is signing Marcus Mariota as a backup quarterback. They got him. Why well, I, I, I've not been paying attention. Oh, you, to had, you didn't know him. Yeah, that's that's yep. perfect. That's a perfect. Backup. Yeah, exactly. Because he's a guy where he can come in and you can still run the same type of offense that you did with Jalen Hurts, exactly. like what you had with uh, Gardner Minshew last year. Oh man, so yeah, I, I agree with DeAndre. I mean, honestly, it's like when you look at like teams like that that lost guys, it was more depth. It wasn't like their star-studded guys that like you know sell out seats and make the big plays when it matters. It's yeah. more just rotational pieces that help. So easily replaceable. They'll figure it out. They have the draft pits to do it as well. Exactly. Because yeah. uh, they fucked y'all over. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if Trevor Penning pens out, then I'm okay with that. Mm. Got to get that anger problem initiative. Got to get that sorted out. Hey, let him, let him, let him, he'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> he also got to learn to stop murdering his teammates in practice. Oh, my God. 
I'll never forget that interview right before the draft. Like, so what's <laughs> yeah. your favorite part about football? Hitting people. Hitting people. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> he needs to be on the no-fly list. Man, man loves, and he loves watching horror movies on the side. He has some thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> he gets he gets motivated differently than other guys, I think. He needs to be institutionalized. That's what hey, he needs to be. Hey, hey, hey. Anyway. Hey. Anyway. <laughs> uh, obviously, what was interesting was the Bengals kind of came out of nowhere with the big signing of Orlando Brown Jr., mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of weird because, you know, last year that sounded like Al Collins, um, uh, Ted, uh, Ted Karras right mm-hmm. at the center. Yep. And then um, Alex, uh, Cap- Alex Capo, the big free agent from Tampa. And now there's rumors they might cut Lyle after one year. Damn. Uh, Jonah, Will- Jonah Williams, obviously, uh, has, you know, come out wanted to trade. With no leverage. No leverage whatsoever because he's not all that great. But don't, 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 don't sugarcoat. He's ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the Bengals come away with, once again, the, the mantra being protect Joe Burrow at all costs. Um, so they get Burrow. And then, I mean, look, you're Dolphins, DeAndre. I don't know what you said to my, to the Rams. The Rams must be just scrapping for picks at this point. But I think to 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 net a third, I'm sorry, to give away a third for Jalen Ramsey to pair with Xavier and Howard. Hey, we also traded Hunter Long, our tight end man. That that was a. I think that's a fair trade. I thought he was the damn long snapper. They traded a long no, snapper. He, 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 he barely did shit for us, so it was fine moving on. <laughs> yeah, well, I think to, to do all that to get Ramsey. I mean. Um, and, and on top of that, I think the move of the offseason was the Dolphins landing Vic Fangio, yeah, who is yeah. probably one of the best defensive minds in football. You have several good young players, uh, Christian uh, Wilkins. Mm. You have Jerome Baker, uh, Jalen Phillips, you know, the pick from last year or two yeah. years ago? Javon Holland. Uh, two years ago. Two years ago. Javon Holland. Um, Bradley Chubb, who was great under right. Fangio. Uh, Brandon Jones, the safety from Texas, who's kind of coming into his own. Yep. Like they have pieces, and then you have one of the best corners in football. All, on top of all that, and you give up a third round pick, so just a plus for yeah. for the Dolphins. I I definitely agree. I I think uh, defensively last year our coverage was bad, having to rely on Xavier Howard to cover a lot of receivers last year because mm-hmm. um, that man was getting burnt, and it it wasn't like because Xavier Howard like he's definitely fell off but he's not like that bad to a point where like oh he, he needs to be cut or he needs to be released um but he just needs someone on that other side that can kind of take some of those number one myths number one receivers that he's so used to dealing with all, throughout all his whole career so i think jalen ramsey was a great pickup also jalen ramsey is underrated as a tackler um and, and a big hitter at, at, at that corner position so i think he'll help a lot with the stopping the run defense as well but I, I like Jalen Ramsey, bro. He got that dog in him. You need dog mentality, uh, something that this defense needs, and something that Vic Fangio likes in, in his guys. And I, that's why Ramsey is the perfect fit. My my only question is, with the way he was utilized on the Rams, is like kind of a roamer, hybrid safety corner, kind of like small linebacker. Mm. Like I feel like that's what his game is now, and what he's played best at. How do you guys utilize that in your defense? I don't. Okay, I will say. I do not watch a lot of the Dolphins games. Yeah. Because I value my time a little too much. Either way, <laughs> <laughs> a little shot at the Dolphins. Um, I just think I think you needed a cover corner. That's what Byron Jones was, but obviously injuries yeah, injury. falling out with the team. Um, I, I mean, maybe 
he kind of keeps that safety role. Maybe use Holland and like because I feel like he he he, he was good little corner yeah. kind of cover corner. Because Holland can't, Holland sometimes stepped up in nickel packages as well. But I, I think we had a great. Uh, I mean, we had Cater Kahu who was playing on the opposite side last year. Xavier Howard, mm-hmm. uh, undrafted rookie out of uh, AM Commerce, but I think he'll move into that slot cornerback role. Mm-hmm. Xavier and Howard, you'll probably have Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard as your outside corners. Um, personally, because Byron Jones, like he's great, but he I, he's more of a zone coverage corner than Jalen Ramsey is more of that man coverage. So I think mm-hmm. that's kind of well. That's tough because Vic Vangio, like looking at his defense, his defense is actually utilizes a lot of zone coverage corner concepts. So considering that Xavier Howard and, and Jalen Ramsey both play man, that's something that's interesting to figure out, especially around training camp. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, Got to keep your eye on that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, though, because, again, I've seen games where, like, uh, especially when Rams games, Jalen Ramsey wasn't covering the number one corner because he was assigned, like you said, like moving around the field. Mm. So like when teams, people asked him, like, oh, why, why, why didn't they have you on the number one uh, receiver? He's like, well – they didn't have me playing them like that, that's not what that's not what i'm supposed to do so we'll see how it is for miami this year if uh, whether we put them on on number one receivers i hope so I, I just see him as a like again y'all probably don't watch a lot of oklahoma football but like with our new defense now we we have a cheetah which is like a hybrid safety linebacker like speedy guy and i feel like that's what Jalen ramsey is mm-hmm. even though there's not really that position in the league right so again good great pickup for the price I think I think this is also good for the Rams because I think sneakily people don't realize the Rams are pretty good at developing secondary talent. Like they've kind of just had random guys that they draft on the lower end because they don't have draft picks, like Troy Hill or some guys. Yeah, Troy Hill, um, Darius Williams, Darius Williams, a couple other guys. Go, list goes on, but like they develop talent pretty well considering they don't have high draft picks ever. Taylor Rapp, hmm? Taylor Rapp, Taylor Rapp. So like I think this is good for the Rams. This is a good building block to rebuilding. Slowly but surely. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, assuming what happens this year, you could easily get out of, get out of the Stafford contract next offseason. Yeah. And then say if, you know, you want to just blow it up, you can get certainly a good, you know, f- amount of capital in return for Cooper Cup or Aaron Donald if hey. that's the route you decide to go. Hey, Ram, Ram's trying to get uh, Caleb Williams. They try, they try and bring the USC guy to L.A. Do they even own that pick next year? <laughs> no, they got their they, first next they year? They got their first next year. They, got they do? First, yeah, they still For know. sure. We know for sure. I, I thought I thought they were clean of picks for like to t- like twenty twenty seven in the first round. I'm, I think they have their first next year. I'm pretty sure. I hope because so. who has their first this year? That's uh, Detroit. Detroit yeah, for Detroit. Stafford, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe unless next year might be. I'm a fact check it because I think because De- Detroit had staff because they got a first for Stafford from this year and then then they get the first from last year. Oh, they have a, they have a first next year. Okay. They do. Okay. Then they're tanking for Caleb then. Okay. Yeah. Or Drake May. Or Drake May, yeah. Yeah. And then they'll uh they'll uh get Caleb. It'll bring in Cliff to uh, come over with them because Cliff's now uh back at SC. USC. That's some shit. Yeah. He's he signed to be the off be the head be the head coach. It's like two days later, Cardinals called, jumped ship, went to the Cardinals, stunk it up there, fucked up that franchise. Oh, he was a part of the fuck up of the franchise, yep. I'll say. Yeah. Cafeteria food being bad, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless. Paying um, for it is even worse. Paying for shit. <laughs> paying for, for ass food or something else. But uh went to Thailand. Went to Thailand for what he said was an extended vacation. vacation. Was there in three weeks. Like, you know what? I want to coach again. Yep. And then Southern California calls. It's like, hey, you want to come over here, Cliff? 
QB right. coach or offensive consultant I specialist think, or yes yeah. something that will get him that will get him to work himself back <laughs> up. Something you can add to a resume. And he's working with Lincoln Riley, who you know you you can't fail with Lincoln Riley at SC. Yeah, at least this year you can't. And especially, I mean, when you have Caleb Williams yeah. as your quarterback. I don't know who the fuck he's going to throw the ball to, but here we go. He's got some receivers, man. Who? You ain't been watching? Who? Uh, Well, they got got a Dorian Senior transfer from uh, Arizona, uh, first team all Pat 12. Oh, he was good. Okay, he was good. He was good. You got him. You got Mario Williams returning. Don't. don't. Mario Williams is ass. As a as a slot third third receiver, he was he was supposed to be receiver number two. He had four hundred yards last year again, like the same numbers he put up at Oklahoma. That, okay, that's fair. Um, who else they have? Brandon Rice, Jerry Rice. Is- <laughs> I'll, I'll never buy the hype of like getting a Hall Sons of Sons of Athletes. It, it never works. I think look USC they have a one in Dorian Senior, and then the rest are very good complementary guys. Like they they all could be like great rotation of receivers. I don't think they, I don't think they have a designated number two or three. Which I mean, that's basically what Lincoln Riley's offense is. Like you have a main guy you feed and you get him a hundred catches a year. Everybody else you exactly. kind of just get in where you fit in. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, little yeah, college football. They'll be okay. Talk, yeah. They'll be okay. I mean, they're gonna go to the uh the Big Ten, right? Going to the Big Ten in next year? Next year. Yep. You'll run that conference. Oh my uh, Lincoln Riley's defense has never stopped the run very well. They're going to get no, the I guess they do run up there. Up Michigan's running the ball. Yeah. They, they run the ball. They run, they run up there on the north. You're right. Yeah, especially, especially in November, December when that shit is cold. Oh, yeah. hell no. Okay, them, Cali boy, <laughs> hey, them Cali boys ain't going to be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, another thing I want to point out, uh, the Las Vegas Patriots. Uh, they're, they're a thing yeah. again. Once again, a former Bill Belichick disciple is going out there and signing former Patriots. As the Raiders brought in Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Myers. Um, the Raiders are weird to me, and I know Javante is not here to defend his team, but obviously them, I feel like for them to move on from Derek Carr only to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. is a choice. Because <laughs> to me, they're the same tier of quarterbacks. You really There's need- not that much of a drop-off between the two. Yeah, like you really needed like a big splash, especially in that division where you have the Chargers coming up, the, the Chiefs are coming up. Broncos, we'll see with Sean Payton as as head coach. Like you needed a bit splash. And, I mean, the only splash you could have made was probably Rodgers or Brady. But so, hey, Brady's still on the table. Brady is. Still, he's, he's, yeah. I know. I know he's sitting by the phone on somewhere. the table. But I'm pretty sure he's retired at this point. Mm. He don't got to worry about a wife anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. Hey, is he? Uh, I heard Tom Brady messing with uh, Reese Witherspoon. No way. Yeah, I heard there was a rumor that they were dating. Hey, interesting. interesting. Well, that's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> that is a choice. That is a choice. And they Tom. chose wrong. I'm not a Derek Carr fan, but damn, that's going from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo. I couldn't sell my fans on that. Yeah, to be honest, I'd rather just rock out with or shit trade for one of these like young. Go get try to trade for Lance. Try to trade for Malik Willis. Like I'd go in on a young guy, Mac that, Jones, Mac Jones, something. Like, like basically, you're selling your fans on a chance of maybe being the number two team in the division or fall, being number three, and hopefully. Having one of those years where three AFC teams or three teams from the same division get in the playoffs, mm-hmm. like you're, that's what that's what you're you're banking on as a Raiders fan. With that roster, I don't know about that. No Darren Waller now. Yeah, Hunter, you're gonna ask a lot more to Hunter Renfro. I don't think he has much more to give because his body's starting to give out on him. Foster Moreau, Foster is, Monroe is um, you know that whole thing. And the defense still was a major issue. Defense, big huge issue. Trade, they traded Darren Waller, Waller and replaced him with OJ Howard and uh, Austin Hooper. Yep. So. 
Yeah. I guess you're moneyballing it, right? That's the <laughs> that is the that is the Oakland <laughs> way the, of doing the, things. <laughs> that's the philosophy, right? Moneyballing it. Nah, if, if Darren Waller had 400 or however many yards last year, combined OJ and Hooper, they could do that. Yeah. Hey, for a not, quarter of the price. Hey, it's not as bad as the Al Davis way in the, back in the mid 2000s when you when you know he was just drafting for speed every damn draft last. Four three sign. Yeah, four three. <laughs> so, Darius Hayward Bay. Darius welcome Hayward to Bay? welcome to Oakland over Michael Crabtree. Yeah, let's let's pick. Demarcus Russell over Calvin. Yeah, let's go. Pretty much the entire Mike Mike Mayock era. Colin Farrell. <laughs> oh my God, dude! Cleveland and in Cleveland Farrell's defense. Cool player. He's a cool special teams guy. He's a team guy. Good leader. Um, but, <laughs> but going before Josh Allen yep. boggles me. I'll never point. forget. It was that week one Monday night game when they hosted Baltimore in Vegas for the first time, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I remember watching that game and their first punt. I'm out there and I'm like, is that Cleveland Farrell out there on punt? On punt? <laughs> a former former five <laughs> yeah. Out here getting special team snaps. Remember when they reached for DJ Hayden? Dude, I do remember that. Houston. See, I don't call yeah. that draft class out as much because we we topped that shit when we drafted Deion Jones number three overall. You, you did do that. <laughs> we did that over Lane Johnson, who was still on the board. Oh man, that's funny. He would have been. That was a real bad draft. Twenty what was that thirteen? Right. Which one? That's that, that's the draft class twenty thirteen, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's a really bad draft. Now that I think about it, damn, Deion that's a, Jones. That's a bad draft. Deion Jones is gonna be a hell of a Jeopardy answer one day. About Deion Jordan. Deion Jordan. Deion Jones. I'm already fucking up. I'd lose. <laughs> there go my points. Who is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real bad draft. Real bad. Um, and then obviously the team we were talking about just you know a little bit before we started, uh, the team me and DeAndre were riding all year last year. The Lions. They go out kind of retool their secondary. You know they signed Chauncey Gardner Johnson mm-hmm. uh, to be their new safety. They added uh, Cam Sutton from the Steelers, Emmanuel Mosby from the 49ers. Uh, and in doing so, they traded away Jeff Akuda for a fifth-round pick to Atlanta. Um, but Detroit, you know, that division's kind of up for grabs now, I think, with yeah. the, the Packers. One way or another, I don't think we'll have Aaron Rodgers, whether he retires or is ultimately traded to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vikings, I think that's a team that's kind of just slowly, you know, on that downhill trend. Sadly. Yeah, and then the Bears. I think the Bears are trending up, mm-hmm. but you know, we got to see it. how they handle this draft and if they can hit on it. Yeah, with all of the the picks Carolina gave them and but, DJ. But Moore. they definitely had like a great offseason. Yeah. Just from like trading those pits, getting DJ Moore along with those pits. Tremaine um, Edmonds. Yeah. Tremaine Edmonds. I, I didn't think he would go there, but that great pickup right there. TJ Edwards, uh, another linebacker that was impactful. Uh, Nate Davis, yeah, the guard from Tennessee. Yeah. So. Huge pickup there. And then, you know, letting Montgomery walk, which then opens it up for Khalil Herbert, who one could argue was more efficient last year and the year before when given the opportunity. And, and Montgomery, and Montgomery went to the Lions, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, he yeah. stayed in the division. Yeah. And they signed uh, Deontay Foreman, who was very good that after they traded uh, Christian McCaffrey in Carolina. Yep. So, so I think with Detroit, um, you know, obviously the Lions have been very abdomen about keeping Jared Goff, and they believe in Jared Goff. And I think last year he showed you that. He's the guy who could probably get you to the playoffs, and then, you know, that's likely where it ends. But in this day and age, we, who knows, right? Yeah. So um, the Lions, to me, I think they're trending upward, upwards as well. Uh, who, who, who would think in 2023 we're saying that finally? Just, After the Matt Patricia era, it's finally over. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can make an argument when we get closer to the, the season that the Lions are the favorite for the NFC North, which is something that we never really ever say. <laughs> 
With Jared Goff at quarterback. Yeah, with Jared Goff at quarterback. Like, no. The only head scratcher to me was like the money they gave Cam Sutton. Like, what market did Cam Sutton have to where he was it three years, 40? Yes. So it was something like that. Well, because he played, I'm not going to say he played, he was a great player in Pittsburgh, but he was very good. Also, he can play all positions. He has, yeah, corner. versatility. Like he inside, outside, you know, so. I just, I feel like I get where they're coming from as far as like building a brand of like hard worker, tough nosed guys that like, Get knocked down, they get right back up. They keep clawing and scrapping, but like, I don't. I wouldn't want to pay that kind of money for a guy. This, three. This is just that in my eyes. Three years for thirty-three. Damn. Twenty-two and a half fully guaranteed. Mm. I still got time to slim up a little bit. That dream's dead. If you felt like they reached for Cam Sutton, at least they you can look at it as like it's kind of offsetting considering what they got Chauncey Gardner Johnson for. He got one year, was it six? Nine or six, or, yeah. Yeah, somewhere around that. Which funny, is- funny enough, oddly enough, what New Orleans offered Chauncey uh, initially before they traded him was a better deal than what he got in the last two deals. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Life comes at your fast, huh? <laughs> yep. They offered him a multi-year deal that was worth more than the last two deals combined. And didn't Philly offer him a lot, too? Yeah, or- Philly offered him uh, like a two- or three-year deal with the front-loaded. Yeah, but he wanted you know more. Obviously, and Philly said, "Okay, well, we got other moves to make, so this offer is not going to be here very long." But then again, did he really lose? Because it's like he almost won a Super Bowl, and now he's on a team that's trending upwards. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and the Saints are kind of like not down, but they're kind of neutral right now. Like it, it could do this, it could do that. So yeah, I, th- I think he won in the larger scheme of. More than just money. As far as leaving New Orleans, for sure. Philly, mm-hmm. that's kind of... Yeah, now we got that Saints jab, and you feel good now? No, it wasn't a jab. That's, <laughs> just, that's just me being honest about <laughs> oh, that. Was a jab I, I got to see the Saints, how they handled this draft. Like <laughs> I would take time. that personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I got his Dolphins jab in, and I was Saints jab in. Just yeah. being honest. No, but I think for, Chauncey, uh, the, for the Lions defense, who has, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, who I think last year really kind of proved he was worth that top overall selection. Uh, as a defense lineman, he had like what three or four picks. Yep, crazy. JJ Watt esque. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they have Hutchison. You know, they had Malcolm Rodriguez, who was the hard knock star last year. Mm-hmm. Um, already there, they have um, Olawari, who I believe led the NFL picks two years ago. Mm-hmm. So you lose you lose Jeff Akuda, which to me was kind of crazy, in the sense of he was a former top three pick. Mm-hmm. They just and played really well. Yeah. Had a really good year this year. After, and, after injury played season right. years prior. <laughs> and you net a fifth for him. <laughs> Do you talk about life comes out too fast for Chauncey Gardner Johnson? Look at Akuda. I feel like that had to have been like a something internally. Yeah, that was more say of what Detroit wanted to move on rather than a team came up and offered it. Right. Exactly. Because I, I, mean, I, I think Jeff Akuda's worth at least a third round. I'd give a third. Yeah, but I think you sign two corners, and like you mentioned, the versatility of Sutton. Mm-hmm. I think Akuda is kind of limited in that. Right now, he's he's an outside guy. Yeah, Without also Gardner Johnson, versatility of him, yep. he can line up in nickel as well. So yeah, so but it makes yeah, sense. But um, yeah, so he's at Atlanta has completely retooled their defense. Mm-hmm. Jeff Akuda, they just signed Bud Dupree earlier. Jesse Bates, the big the big free agent signing, mm-hmm. uh, and then they signed a couple of former Saints and Kate Nellis and David Onyemata. Mm-hmm. To completely retool their defense yeah. and what should be a wide open NFC South. As it will be. Yeah. Yeah, it will be. Well, it's not wide open for them because they have they have no quarterback. I still I still have to point. wait to to see on draft night what every team does before I have a favorite in the NFC South. It's still kind of mitts for me right now. 
I think it's just I think it's New Orleans right now by default. Getting Derek Carr makes them the best right now. Well, it's the only team with like a quarterback right now. Yeah, <laughs> everybody else is like, mm, guys, we have questions. They have a top ten defense. I, I tell you what, the Panthers, bro. I would still watch out for them. Depending who they draft at one. Depending yeah. on who they draft. I think I think CJ a CJ Stroud led Panthers team surprisingly could make the postseason. Wouldn't it be chaos if they take Anthony Richardson number one? Okay, then they're not making the postseason. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, would it be chaos if they did that draft night? I mean, because then everybody's calling Hugh. Well, no, he's just probably taking Bryce Young. Because they're that's that's the only quarterback they're sold on is Bryce Young. Then teams are definitely like calling up Arizona. Because then you get the Stroud, Stroud race. Lettuce. Yeah. But I mean, if, if you're the Panthers and you're looking for a guy, I'm not not looking at X and O's. I'm just looking at the basis of like a guy that fits the roster. Mm. I see Bryce as a better fit because Bryce and his two. Well, first, his first year as a starter obviously had a loaded receiver room. But this past year, he proved that, like, you can have a subpar receiver room and he can still put up numbers. Yeah. It took a very much lackluster Alabama team and won 11 games and won a bowl game. Yeah. So, Yeah, and, I mean, here's the thing about Bryce Young, and then we'll get into the draft more, more in deep a little later, but I'm going to get your two, both of y'all's thoughts on this. To me, the only knack on Bryce Young is simply his size. Like, I think everything about him from, from his ability to throw the ball, his pocket presence – his just general football IQ, it's top notch. There's no question about that. He's quarterback one. Uh, but again, if the if you're gonna tell me the size is a concern, we'll look at, you know, Drew Brees. He's a Hall of Famer. Russell Wilson could be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. Yep. Uh, say what you want, Baker Mayfield for those couple years in Cleveland was good. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, like size to me is not a problem in the NFL at quarterback anymore. Yeah, because we've seen you can play if you're below. Or right at six foot. His ass is below. <laughs> Him and Kyle standing next to us, and Kyle was tall enough. Yeah, so. He's like 5'10. <laughs> yeah, 5'10. But you can five, do it. His size to me isn't a problem. The, the, problem, the only problem I see, because I thought Kyle Murray was kind of like a little bit bulky. Bigger, yeah. You know, like that's the thing. Like, yeah, he definitely has to add more weight when he gets to the league. Um, he's but, like built like Lamar, but he has like Lamar's body build. Yeah. But five inches shorter. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, is. I mean, Look, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I don't, I don't think Carolina's taking Bryce Young. Though. I, I just don't see them because they made that trade with Chicago like right after the NFL mm-hmm. combine. I don't see you trading all those pits for a guy that you didn't get a chance to see work out. So mm-hmm. do you think you it's know? Stroud? I think I think it's probably Stroud. You think it's Stroud? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I'm just I, – if I'm them, I'm just careful about that because I – Stroud gives me Carson Wentz vibes. And not from a player standpoint, but just mentality-wise. Like he's very – Gets when, in his head. Yeah, gets in his head when things aren't going the right way. Mm. Kind of like shuts down. And the biggest thing, I like my favorite thing about Bryce Young, I've been watching him since high school, is his composure. His dad is a psychologist, I believe. Pretty sure a psychologist. And like you could tell that like as a kid, he really harped on him about like how how you carry yourself when things aren't exactly going your way. How you bounce back, right. have a positive mindset, lift up your teammates. He's what I want Kyler to be as a leader. So Bryce Young's QB one to me, no questions about it. CJ Stroud's cool, but to a team that doesn't exactly have top end talent at the receiver position, I would hesitate if I'm if I'm Carolina. I'd yeah. hesitate. And not to mention, you know, these teams picking the you're you're picking the top ten usually because you're bad. You're, there's some dysfunction <laughs> at any kind of level, whether it's ownership, you know, GM coach, or just the roster in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think. For guys like Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, if they go in the top 10, you, they have to fall in the perfect situation where everything can work out for them. Yeah. Because if not, they'll fall out and they'll be backups. 
ultimately, in yeah. my opinion. Well, especially for a guy like Anthony Richardson, because like he has definitely like the highest ceiling out of any quarterback prospect in that class. But then he has such a low floor that you know if if things ultimately fall for him, like if if he's not on the right team, right not right system, ain't like his first opportunity he screws up, he's not gonna get a second chance like those guys will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much like. Well, I'm not going to say it's almost similar, but it's like Malik Willis in Tennessee this year. Like, that was a guy who a lot of people wanted to say could go in the first round, mm-hmm. him and Pickett. But at the end of the day, it wasn't a very quarterback friendly class. He goes in third round, and, you know, in some starts this year, he just did not look well, given that roster, given that offense, you know, was riddled with injuries and, you know, whatnot. And yeah. now it's reported that Tennessee has fallen out of favor with Malik Willis already. Yeah, I'm talking about taking Will Levis now. Like, that's not gonna solve any fucking problems because you have a guy in front of both of them that's paid seventy two million dollars still, yeah. like over the next like two years. And it's like, <sighs> so, yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee's weird. I don't know. Tight. They could be, they, but I will say Tennessee could be like the shocker team draft night one. Like if somebody's trying to make a move uh, to get a quarterback, you have picks, but then you also have a guy like Derrick Henry who could be available on the last year of his deal. Or if you said, because uh, I know you said earlier, like if Houston passes on a quarterback, um, you said this before the show. Yeah. If you said if Houston passes on a quarterback and number three with Arizona, to, uh, Tennessee wide open. that trade yeah. to get a guy like Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, whichever one. Derrick Henry, you know, it's been reported Kevin Byard isn't happy with his contract. He's one of the best free safeties in the NFL. Like Tennessee, I'm just saying, Tennessee could shock people on draft night. I, just, I mean, they did last year, trading away. AJ Brown? <laughs> <laughs> For the wrong reason. For the wrong reason, yeah. <laughs> I mean, ah, it's just, if I'm them and you're just in such a state of flux, like you have so many question marks everywhere, I don't think you trade for sure things mm, right no. now. Because it's like, Derrick Henry is amazing and, you know, he's, you know, all the yards, I mean, the accomplishments, you know, in the regular season and all those things. But he doesn't have a market outside of Tennessee because nobody's offense is built like a 90s, early 2000s run downhill, pound the ball 40 times a game type offense. He doesn't have anything in the run game. Oh, not run game, pass game. And he doesn't really pass ball very well for a bigger guy, which you would think he would. So I think he's niche. So it's like, why not keep him, let him see what's out there for him for agency next year and just sign him back for what you know he's worth. Because he's not going to get top running back money. No. He's very much going to get Zeke treatment. Yeah. Undeservably so, but it's just, it is what it is. It's a passing league now. And he's gotten Tennessee's, well, Tennessee was the one exception to that rule. Yeah. But Derek and, Henry. And the it, fact that they were successful yeah. getting to a, a far enough point in the playoffs on based on a running game, mm-hmm. you know? So, but hey, that they realize we can't get further than where, where we've been relying on this run game with Derrick Henry. So I don't know what they're going to do. Ryan Tannehill. Injury prone last year. Has a lot of money attached has, to him. Yeah, has a lot of money attached to him. You just let go of Robert Woods, who you traded for uh, from L.A. So you got to fit that receiving core in Tennessee as well. So they definitely got a lot of things to answer for before they can jump jump up for a quarterback at number three. Yeah. Trade up for a quarterback. Exactly. Like yeah. if, if my projected number, number one receiver has asthma. Mm, not trying for quarterback <laughs> right now, <laughs> and that's no knock on people to ask me. You know, I love, I love, I love Burks, but yeah, I think we got some other questions, other holes Service. to fill before we look at quarterback. Bro. But if you're Tennessee, like, where do you like? What do you do at this point? You're, you're kind of just in the middle of the pack. Exactly. Just, I just rock out. You know, win five games next year and 
I don't know. Maybe throw yourself in contention next year for a quarterback. Figure yeah. it out first. Yeah. I mean, they have some pieces, but now it's just a matter of what do you do? Exactly. Exactly. And they'll figure it out. Uh, one team I do want to get my roses to very quick, that being the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. simply because Jerry Jones and the Cowboys did very un-Cowboy-like things this offseason and traded – uh, I think for two very key contributors of Brandon Cook, Stephon Gilmore, not to mention they were comp picks you gave away. Yep. So at the end of the day, it virtually cost you nothing. On top of that, they were able to bring back most of their own players. Mm-hmm. You know, bring back Van Der Esch, who was going to be, you know, the the, the key uh, linebacker too. On a cheap, what, two-year, $10 yeah. million dollar deal? Yeah, I mean, you lose Connor McGover, uh, your left guard, but I feel like you can address that easily in this draft. Yep. Uh, either at the first or second round. Mm-hmm. Um, moving Tyler uh, Smith inside to left guard. Yeah, because you're gonna, you're gonna keep Tyron. Yeah, yeah, or Tyron's still here. Mm-hmm. Um, so to net to give up two fits for you know arguably a guy who just a couple years ago was a legitimate shutdown top five corner, uh, and you added some more speed to the wide receiver room where the Cowboys notoriously have not gotten separation. Mm-hmm. It's positive. Please, for the love of God, don't draft a receiver first round. We don't need it. Please. Please. And I know they're, they're going to take the one I don't want. So they're going to take like a like Quinn. a Jalen Hyatt. I personally, I don't like in the Cowboys offense. Or yeah. like Clayton like Johnson. Yeah. Just please give me give me Zay Flowers and I'm cool. That's a good one. Or yeah. if you're going to take someone similar to Zay, uh, Zay Flowers, I would say like wait till the third round. Get a guy like Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma. I love me some Marvin Mims, yeah. yes, sir. Like, sure just, you do. Add some more speed through the draft receiver, but you don't need to add a top one right in the first round. Like you, yeah. know, you have other positions to fill. If a running back such as Bijan falls to them, right. or you take Jameer Gibbs, that's fair with the pit they have. Uh, but you can also still add another corner to just make that secondary just add more depth to that secondary. And just not let Kelvin Joseph get any more snaps. Yeah. Oh, Kelvin no, Kelvin Joseph needs to be he, he, in a penitentiary. He, he did that crime, right? He did, he did that. Shit. He did that <laughs> crime, right? He did that shit. What, what they say about OJ? He did that shit. He should. He should have confessed. Should have. Should. But like, I'm impressed by Dallas, bro. I honestly like. I was like, damn, Jerry's making new moves. Like this, this like invasion of the body snatchers. Someone, someone snatched up Jerry Jones, replaced him with some with someone who looks like Jerry Jones, and he's making all the moves. Yeah. This, some, this, some, I never seen Jerry make a uh, have an off season like this. I mean, especially when you consider how wide open the NFC is. If you can get two veterans on, you know, team friendly deals and, and not cost you virtually anything, yeah, go for it, please. Just address the quarterback situation, please. I beg. No, yeah, uh, you're not the biggest Dak fan, are you? Go. Dak is the reason I have five gray hairs. Who, in the back you, of my who head. you gonna replace Dak with at this point? Anybody? Fuck, <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Sean Clifford, God. take the kid from Penn State. Don't do that. Don't don't give me a 27 year old. Trade for Matt Corral. Carolina's trying to trade him away. There you go. Trade for <laughs> trade for Mac Jones. Sign Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> okay, maybe I was wrong about anybody. You want Jameis? Oh, don't, 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 don't actually hesitate about bringing Jameis in. I just want to. I want to change the pace. You I want can't. Andy Dalton? Tyler Huntley. He was a pro bowler. I take Tyler Huntley. Fuck it. He, he was a pro Tyler bowler. Huntley was, <laughs> Huntley was a pro bowler. And that little skills challenge, he showed me he can actually throw the ball. So that's <laughs> It's like they show you the tape, but all it is just the ESPN coverage of the Pro Bowl. That 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 <laughs> fifty seconds showed me more than five years of Dak has. So Sheesh, pass. She okay. Speaking of Dak and other quarterbacks, uh, let's talk about some of the latest quarterback news. That being uh, obviously Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. It hasn't happened yet officially. Will it happen? We just quite simply don't know. 
Um, it's kind of interesting how this has turned out for, you know, this whole saga so far, to say the least, right? Because mm. it's just, is it going to happen? They keep saying it is, but we don't know what the, the comp is. Apparently, they're not. Apparently, one report, one day we'll say, oh, they're very close on the comp and it's going to be done. And the next day, it's done. They're very far apart on comp. Yeah. So I just, and I think it's because the Jets do not know, nor do they have a commitment from Rodgers on how long he plans to play in New York. That's the problem, I think. I mean, I say the sooner the better for both teams because for the Jets, you want to get Aaron Rodgers in that into that offseason program with those Jets receivers, get them familiar. But is he going to do the offseason program, though? He didn't do it at Green Bay. I mean, there are stories of new receivers that come in, rookies, and like, yeah, Aaron didn't show up to training camp. I mean, hey, new, <laughs> hey, new team, new mindset. He might, he just might. I think uh, Favre had the same, said the same thing, didn't yeah. he? That's why he did some things in New York that were questionable. Yep, he's done some other things that are questionable, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but for the Packers, like they they could use those picks because right now their team is very lackluster. They got to surround Jordan Love with some talent, so. Um, that's another thing that you want to get those pits so you can make some moves. Um, so I, I, I feel like the sooner the better, obviously I don't know what, what's really holding up trade negotiations right now in between those two teams, but we, we know it's going to happen at right. this point. We, it's just a matter of when maybe, maybe Aaron Rodgers is trying to wait till draft night. So he's, he's the biggest news of the night. That would, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> so he's once again, the talk of the night. Yep. Yeah. Like, like he was last year in the yep. first round, but, Yep. Well, what do you think, McCoy? Uh, Aaron Rodgers is just a dickhead. <laughs> it's funny though. It's funny. Like, I mean, when you, when you're him and you're as good as you are, you hold the leverage, no matter if you're exclusively in the talks or not. Like, you just because in his position, I mean, he's made his money. Uh, no matter if he retires or not, he's gonna get that money. So, what what else does he have to prove? He already won a Super Bowl. A lot, a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of the greatest quarterbacks ever never won one. He has one already. Dan Marino. Yeah, I think, a side note on that, I think Tom Brady ruined that for, for everybody. Like, I think Brady has set the standard, like, to be, like, the one of the greatest with, like, six rings. Mm. Like, I appreciate the one if you have it. Yeah. Like, that's still a, an incredible feat, no matter what, if you want a quarterback, uh, want a ring as a starter quarterback. And now you got guys like Pat Mahomes in, what, six years, has won two Super Bowls already. Spin the AFC Championship every year. <laughs> every year. Yeah, every year, Pretty right? every year. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, like you were saying, I think a guy like Rodgers, obviously the Jets were set very focused on him from day one of the offseason. Mm. You know, they, they met with Derek Carr. They ended up passing on him. They passed on Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. So it's really Aaron Rodgers or bust. Aaron Rodgers or Joe Zach. Flacco for another year. Yeah, yeah probably even be Zach Wilson. It's gonna be Joe <laughs> Joe Flacco. Oh, that oh that makes my stomach hurt. That makes my stomach hurt. Ugh, couldn't be a Jets fan. That sucks. Yeah, I'm glad. Um, and the other uh, some another tidbit of news being you know Lamar Jackson the t- the Ravens went on sign Odell Beckham to a surprisingly very 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 hefty contract. One year for 15, but with incentives, it makes up to 18. Um, and, you know, it, it looks like Odell has been in talks with Lamar throughout this process. And obviously, it looks like he's under the impression that Lamar Jackson will be a Raven, and which is why he's signed. Now, obviously, Lamar has not signed the tag yet, mm-hmm. which kind of complicates things. But uh, what do you guys do? You guys think Lamar Jackson will be a Raven uh, when the when the season starts? Yes. Yeah. Hell yes. Will he be playing? 
He'll be he'll be playing. And the fact that him and Odell been FaceTiming, been in Miami partying and shit, like he's he's playing this year. They're they I'm pretty sure Lamar that was one of Lamar's asks for him to play this year for the Baltimore was to get a guy like Odell. Like I'm pretty sure the Ravens asked Lamar who who he wanted at this point in free agency. Odell was one of the options. They they paid overpaid for him for sure. But I mean that's, okay. how, that's what you had to do to get to get your your QB back on the same page. Yeah. What do you think, Bakov? I mean, I just think from the Ravens standpoint, like all this could have been prevented if you just gave the guy the money he's asking for. And I get it. You know, the whole like, oh, I mean, he's asking for a full guaranteed like Deshaun Watson type. I mean, deal. shit, but you man, giving him that MVP? It injury played the past two years. If if DeAndre not not DeAndre, oh Deshaun Deshaun if Deshaun got that off after what he's done. He, well, he's been in the playoffs once. Got his ass. They had a twenty-one point lead. Lost that fucking game. Yep. And then, other than that, hasn't done anything else in his career of substance but besides also, flashes. But also, Deshaun had other teams. He did up flash people. You're right. So like, so other teams were bidding on him. You had to. You had to top what other teams were giving him. Who? They let Lamar test the waters. No one was bidding for Which Lamar. Which is the dumbest well, shit. Well, I think that's because NFL teams look at Cleveland and go, yeah, you fucked this up for all of us. Yeah. So, I mean, could the NFL have made a collaborative effort to silence teams on Lamar Jackson when he was in the market? Possibly. But we saw we saw what it what it was, what it is. Nobody signed him. Nobody, nobody offered to trade those two first round pits for him. And I, I get it. I get it to a degree. Where did that bring you? <laughs> Back to, to me. me. But I don't know, man. I just if I'm Lamar, it, just, it irks me. It really hurts me. And it's just I'd sign. I'd sign the tag now. But as soon as I get a chance to just split away from this team completely, scot free, I'm doing it because you disrespected him. Like he's a, he's a top echelon quarterback in this league. Granted, injury things, but it's like you got to think like he plays a very physical. Style of quarterback. Grant is finesse. He makes guys make you know miss, mm-hmm. but it's a it's taxing on your legs. He's yeah. An offensive line for the most part, eh, it's eh. But uh, that's what I'm saying. Like for Lamar's perspective, like that's why I'm trying to get this full guarantee. That's why I'm trying to get this big dollar contract because I am putting my body on the line each and every game. But from the Ravens' perspective, it's like, hey, I'm seeing this guy put his body on the line. That means he's having a bunch of wear and tear. I don't know if he'll last long with us if we give him this contract. And I think one tidbit uh, to kind of take a look at is I think people are wondering why, like, oh, why haven't the Colts made a move on Lamar Jackson or the Falcons or uh, Washington? Like, all these teams picking in the top 15, right? Yeah. And I think it's simply because, well, if, say if you're the Colts, right? You have the fourth overall pick. If you know Lamar is not going to go anywhere until after the draft, why would you try and sign him when you could use that fourth pick for yourself now? And then once the draft is over, then it's your 2024, 2025 first round picks that are going to be in that trade if you do sign them, you know, with the the uh, the tag Lamar got. So if you know he's not going to go anywhere, why don't we wait till after the draft and then fork over your next two ones, but keep your top 10 pick. That makes sense. I didn't I didn't I didn't know there was a time. I thought there was a timeline as far as like he needed to be traded for this mm-hmm. year. No. Oh, OK, so. Yeah, I mean, teams could do that. I mean, we could see on draft night, Indy passes on a quarterback, then we're all thinking, oh, well, we know what's about to happen. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I say Washington makes the most sense to me right now. I just think so, too. 15th overall pick. And because of you saw all the moves in the division with Dallas, with Philly still being, I, I still think Philly is the front runner, if you ask me. Dallas, New York made a bunch of moves this offseason, so 
where does that leave you, Washington? Because you haven't really made any moves. And I feel like a guy like Lamar Jackson with that offense and with Ron Rivera and that defense, they could they could really stand out in that NFC East. Not to mention just with with the with Dan Snyder selling the the Commanders officially, kind of uh, help usher in a new era for Washington fans and yeah. kind of getting away from like all that the toxic yeah behavior, exactly yeah. like who better than do it than Ron Rivera, who a guy I think is you know beloved universally by a lot of NFL fans mm-hmm. for what he's been through, what he stands for as a coach. Um, you know, you've got like Terry McLaurin, who you know. Again, another I think well loved NFL player and respected. Yeah, um, I mean he definitely has the best receiving core that yeah. he's ever had. And then you have Lamar Jackson, who I think again, universal. I think everybody likes Lamar Jackson. Yeah. It's just the only thing is at this point, I feel like it's a little late in the process to co- acquire him because when you bring in Lamar and you want to use him to his fullest potential, more than just throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of base an offseason around that. You got to build a playbook. You got to have the right play caller. You got to have, the, you know, you got to get everybody on the same page. It, it, it's different. Yeah. It's different. Like if you're a receiver, like you got to run your routes longer. You got to, your offense, like you got to block a little longer. It's, it's a process. So it's like, it's hard to get a guy this late and to be able to fully build around him as if, as you need to with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. So I think Lamar deserves it because the Ravens are some awesome bullshit. Because <laughs> this Odell, this Odell stuff doesn't move the needle. We haven't seen him play football in what two years? Yeah, like actual football in two years. And you paid him almost twenty million for but, a year. But Baltimore has a history when it comes to taking a chance on on aging receivers in the market. We saw what they did with Derek Mason, with Antoine Bolden, with Steve Smith. We all had great years in Baltimore following. And and one bonus is that Baltimore plays on grass field, which helps Odell and his knees. Uh, so I, I think he could have a, a very like bounce back year in Baltimore where he's he's back to that kind of Pro Bowl self. Yeah, I mean I guess at least if you have Odell, it's it's an it's a legit weapon you need to take your focus on as a defense. Yeah. And not just sit on Lamar Jackson and then wake and then try and make Sammy Watkins or uh you know Duvernay or Proche, whoever these other guys are, to try and make a play. And that's and that's uh, as you look at adding Odell to that receiving core, it actually makes it a solid receiving core now. In the, when you look at it versus the rest of the AFC East, because you have Odell, you have Rashad Bateman, who was tremendous starting out the year, and mm-hmm. then injuries obviously hampered him towards the end. Um, you signed Nelson Aguilar. You, we all know <laughs> Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> he, he has he has his moments, and then he has his other moments where it's yeah. Devin Duvernay, you still have a very great depth at that tight end position with uh, Mark Andrews and and um, likely. likely, likely, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, hey. Um, and the last quarterback news we'll touch on before we get into our mock draft: mm-hmm. uh, Mac Jones. Patriots apparently aren't happy with Mac Jones, which I find a little bizarre, considering Mac Jones's offensive coordinator last year was Matt Patricia. <laughs> So I, I just don't know how if you're Belichick, you could sit there and go, yeah, Mac was the problem because I'm kind of a, an advocate for Mac Jones. I feel like he hasn't got a fair shot in New England because his rookie year, he took them to the playoffs, showed you something of a competent quarterback in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this year they bring in Matt Patricia and he took like 17 steps backwards because Matt Patricia's calling the offense. And now you bring in Bill O'Brien, who, as long as he's making trades and in charge of that kind of stuff, is a good coach, I feel like. He's a good X's and O's coach. Yeah. Um, 
So I think for them to come out and you know, kind of the, the reports leak that they want to trade him, they're not happy with Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm Mac Jones, I would be fed, I would be fed up too. I think that's more just yet kind of a motivation and a spark in Matt Jones, like for him to like want to pick up this new Bill O'Brien offense, get in get in touch with the playbook. Like it, it just makes him be on on his tiptoes, uh, make him want to get into Ets and, and O's. I think that's just more of what it is at this point because I don't see New England making an upgrade at quarterback over Matt Jones at this point in the offseason. Mm-hmm. So it's just more of like just I got to inspire this guy. I got to put pressure on him to excel this year with Bill O'Brien, which I think he can because, yeah. you know, in that Bill O'Brien offense, which is something that he's familiar with when he played at Alabama. Um, so I think I just think it's more of that just to inspire him. I don't think it's, they're actually trying to trade him at this point. As it should. Cause I, I, I just the buffoonery there will be real in yeah. New England. I mean, hey, you got Bailey Zappi. <laughs> no way. But if you're in New England, like, you didn't really make any moves in this offseason to really, like. Didn't they add a tight end? Who? Didn't they bring in a tight end? Oh, they did. Uh, they, they, yeah, they signed oh. Gesicki. They signed my boy Gesicki. That's a, and you just signed Hunter Henry and Giano Smith two years ago. Yep. They signed Gesicki. They signed Juju. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> it, they, they didn't make any moves to. Especially when you consider what the Bills are at right now, what the Jets are about to be at with Aaron Rodgers, and then obviously us adding Jalen Ramsey. You know, you, they didn't make that splash necessary. Well, I mean, they're, they're never about splashes. They're more about the collective, the more than that is the true. few. Yeah. So it's very Patriot-esque. It stays yeah. on brand. And we'll see how long that brand lasts for in mm-hmm. the NFL. Until Bailey Zappi gets put in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey Zappi comes in, becomes the Nets. Bre- uh, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Uh, the arc is there. I'm telling you. Sheesh. Yeah, uh, people, hey, people said the same thing about damn uh, Rock Purdy. Yeah. <laughs> and that was as can't throw a football to a training camp. Love to see it. Uh, so, Makai, I believe you have some mocks pulled up for us. We'll discuss. Yes, sir. You want the Mel Kuyper one? We can do both. Okay, let's let's do Mel Kuyper. Let's do because Charles Davis is pissing me off looking at this list again. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, I got the Mel Kiper one. All right, do you want to break it down? How, yeah. how, does, how does it play out? Uh, so he has Bryce Young going number one in the Carolina Panthers. As he should. Makes sense. Uh, I, I think Frank Wright most likely will choose C.J. Stroud. I just think that's more of like a quarterback that kind of – he lights in his offense, uh, that pocket awareness. So, I don't know. That's – I feel I, I feel like C.J. Stroud would be my pick, but Bryce Young's not bad. Uh, two, Houston – they go with C.J. Stroud. Which is going to be interesting how the Texans play out. And then, oh, three. He had he had a trade. He had Ari's, uh, Tennessee trading up with Arizona R- and selecting Anthony Richardson. No shot. No shot. That read option with Derek Henry. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of nasty, though. That's got to be the heaviest backfield <laughs> in the fucking league. That's, that's you, you're, talking, you're, talking about like a PK, you're talking about like a Cam Newton with Derek Henry in the backfield. Like God. his build, at least. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. God. They'd find a way to fuck it up, though. No, never mind. I don't want him. <laughs> at four, he has the Colts selecting Will Levis. So four quarterbacks going in the first four pits. The Colts okay. are very unserious if they take Will Levis. Yeah. Zach Wilson 2.0. And shorts, shorts, he looks great. That's being generous. Ceiling, though, like if he ever, if he did reach his potential, I do see Matt Stafford kind of in his game. Oh, yeah, 100%. But yeah, you're, you're right. If low and point, Zach Wilson for sure. That's he's a, in shorts, he can throw football pretty well. <laughs> uh, at five, Seattle, they choose Jalen Carter, number five. Yeah. I don't think he's going to go out of the top 10. Really? I don't, no, I don't think he will. 
I think Carter will go in the top ten. Oh, you think Carter will? Okay. Yeah, like I know people were kind of hoping, like, oh, with all these off the field issues, could he fall past ten? But the talent, the NFL has shown time and time again, talent outweighs morals. The risk, morales. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll go in the top ten. It's just to me, it's just like the only thing about him was like his like, his pro day was concerning though. I mean, yeah, you show up almost eight pounds heavier and you look like shit. Yeah. They, like, they ended, ended early, didn't they? Yeah. Because he was cramping up or whatever. Yeah, they yeah. ended early, like. That that kind of just showed like, mm, like it the, to me that speaks louder than the off off the field concerns with all that all that legal stuff going on. But like, this is this is this is literally the biggest job interview of your life as a full as athlete in general. This whole draft process, and for whatever reason, he dropped the ball, almost gained ten pounds, and looked like shit. Not touching him. Not yeah. touching. Him. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I can see him falling. I'd probably say number nine at Chicago, which is in, if you're Chicago, uh, you, you were at you were at one. Yeah, basically, <laughs> a player who was projected to be number one two months ago, you trade back and you get the same guy. God, you get ten more pounds of them too. Yeah, you get ten more pounds of them. Hey, <laughs> that's not a bad. Hey, that's not a bad uh, trade thing if you're Chicago. That's the, that's the, that's the last place his big ass need to be. That dude just gonna fuck him up. Uh, Them hot at, dogs too. At six, we have Detroit Lions taking Will Anderson Jr. God. out of can Alabama. You, can you imagine the edge in Detroit with Aiden Hutchinson on one side and Will uh, Anderson on the other? Mm. I like it. God, like that's it. disgusting. That Kirk, Kirk Cousins, go ahead and get his ass ate. Oh, hand mm. to him. Mm. At number Jordan seven, Love gonna wish Aaron Rodgers stayed. <laughs> at number seven, we got Devin Witherspoon, cornerback out of Illinois, going to Las Vegas Raiders. Love it. Witherspoon's corner number one of it. Yeah, same they need here. defense. Same here. Just can't tackle for shit. Hey, cover though. I like it. I like it. Number eight, Nolan Smith, outside linebacker out of Georgia, goes to the Atlanta Falcons. It's a little high for me. It's high. He's, he's more of an athlete than he is like a well-rounded pro, uh, prospect right now. Okay. I see like his peak in the draft to me is like 14. 14 is like where I would start looking at him. Yeah. Eight's I, a little high. I say 10 probably would be like his highest that you could get selected, but like. I can't see him going top 10, like going inside the top 10. He's very Isaiah Simmons-like, where like Swiss Army Knife can kind of move him anywhere, but like he's a jack-of-all-trades, but a master of none. Yeah. yeah. Which which is concerning, because it's taken Isaiah Simmons some time to figure some shit out. So. Yeah. Right. At number nine, Chicago Bears, they say Darnell Wright, offensive tackle from Tennessee. Ooh. So he's the first offensive lineman off the board. Yeah, not Paris Johnson. Team. Not Paris Johnson. Not Peter. I don't know how to say that last yeah. name. I'm not going to try it. Um, Peter it's a need nonetheless. And Wright is, is very, he's a very good football player. Well, he's, a, he's athletic. He's got yeah. length. I mean, he's he's the prototypical right tackle. Yeah. And I mean, I, if you're Chicago, I mean, I personally, I, I think Paris Johnson would be my pick, but at the same time, you have. Uh, Braxton Jones at that left side. You kind of need the right tackle, and that's something that Dar- uh, Darnell Wright is great at, at, at playing at that right tackle uh, position. But it's like, did Braxton Jones like impress you enough to like say he's the left tackle? Oh, no. But also, I he played well enough to where you can go, I can hold over. Yeah. But the thing is, can he play right tackle? Because if I, if, I, if I draft, let's say, Paris Johnson, then I have two left tackles and no right tackle still. Should I tell his? Because he was like, what, a fifth round pick? Yeah. Figure you, yeah. I'm going to move you over here, figure it out, figure or you're going to get cut. Let's <laughs> <laughs> cut through. I'm not passing for Paris. Paris Johnson is a freak. Mackay keeping it rough uh, like it is. Man, mm-hmm. my man, like he's like, 
I remember when Makai Becton came out of Louisville mm-hmm. and a man that size should not have ran as fast as he did for his 40 and like his strength. Uh, Paris Johnston is like Makai Becton, but much more, you know, slimmer. He, he's he's the Makai Becton now with the, yeah. the bodybuilding. Shout out to Makai Becton, by the way, dude. Oh, yeah. He's had, he's had some tough luck in the NFL mm-hmm. and he's slimmed the hell down from his 300. What was he? three? Fifty? He was like three seventy. Like he got up there. But I mean, shout out to him, dude. Like he's put on the work. That's awesome. I'm, I'm rooting for Makai Becton. Hundred percent. Same here. We love them Kai's out there in the world. Rooting right. for you. He played here, didn't he? In Texas, somewhere high school. Uh, he's, he's from Texas, but he yeah. Makai Becton. He's Maybe? from Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Not, nah, but yeah. Okay. At ten, we have a uh, Philly. Philadelphia Eagles choosing Peter Skoronsky, offensive tackle slash guard out of Northwestern. I'm not sense. high on that pick. I mean, the, for them, that makes no sense. Yeah. I'm not taking a guy who's known as a tackle to slide him inside because he's not going to play tackle at, on the Eagles. Well, because he has a short, like, short arm. So, like, people, a lot of people think that he is going to shift inside to guard in the NFL. But so, who the Eagles have? Lane Johnson and then. Uh, uh, Jordan, Jordan Malata. Oh, yeah, because Dillard's left, left, right? Yeah, yeah. Dillard's gone. Okay. So they don't have a swing tackle. Yeah. They, well, they need a guard. At, I mean, they need a guard, but at the same time, like I said, you drafted Cam Jurgens last year. You can play that left guard spot if and, you need and, to. and having Kelsey back prolongs the need for an interior guy, at least yeah. for like a starting caliber guy for like one more year at least. If I'm the Eagles, I trade back. I trade back out of this pick. Yeah, this would be a trade back, or you can take, a, I would say, a defensive lineman maybe, like an edge rusher. Hmm. What edge though? Miles Murphy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Miles Murphy he kind of gives me like Derek Barnett vibes. <laughs> so mid vibes. So like the one sack of the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Tyree Wilson is still on the board. So Ugh. I don't know why people are so fascinated with him. He he gives me LJ Collier vibes. That's saying something. Yeah, that's a hell of a pool. So, uh, yeah, and then what we have number eleven. You just mentioned Tyree Wilson goes to the Arizona Cardinals, who traded back with Tennessee. You said Wilson goes to the yeah Tyree Wilson goes to the Arizona Cardinals. No comment. No comment. No comment. He doesn't. He doesn't fit that defense. Well, now that is like two of their linebackers, and I'm still uh, figuring out is he if he's more if he's a three four end or if he's a four three end. Well, he can just join Zaman Collins and Isaiah Simmons, and they can all figure it out together. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one knows what those three do. At number 12, Houston Texans take Jackson Smith and Jidba, wide receiver out of Ohio State. They took Stroud in this mock draft, right? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Pair, them, pair them together. Yeah, why not? I just – he's a receiver too in my eyes, like long term. He's, he's very much CD-esque, inside-outside. Mm. He's not burning fast, but – He'll make you miss. He'll go get extra yards, and he's tough. So yeah, I, I like him though. Mercedes a one. Jackson's been Jigbo. He's a two. And I mean, not to forget Houston. You know, basically as an additional pick, and John Mechie coming back this year. Nope. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. Assuming you know, if everything was well with his cancer, then he could come back, and that's like an additional counting as another draft pick this year. And you still have Nico Collins from last year yep. as well. So I like it. Robert Woods. Yuck. Oh, just kidding. Yuck. I forgot about that. <laughs> 13, you have the New York Jets selecting Broderick Jones, offensive tackle from Georgia. Oh, they still have Dwayne Brown, right? Yeah. Yeah. His, his, you still have Mekhi Becton. This is like them turning the page on Mekhi Becton and kind of like being one foot out of the door yeah. with him. 
which is or both tackles too, because Dwayne Brown's like what 37, 38 at least. That'd be a about, yeah, the good thing about Jones is that he can play left or right tackle. Yeah, he's way. he's been in the league for a hot minute. I, I I guess this yeah, like you're saying, this move is like next year we can move on from both of them, mm-hmm. and we got we have a guy to slap in there. Yeah. So okay, okay, I, I rock with it. Fourteen, you have Christian Gonzalez, cornerback from Oregon, going to the New England Patriots. Interesting. This is a very patriot move because this guy is suddenly kind of just jumped on the board. Yeah. And they they very much are willing to take risks. Um, I like his size. I like his coverability. I just the sample size is really small and that worries me at corner. But then again, sometimes you take those guys that are highly touted and they 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 fizzle out. Yeah. So I mean, I think you need corner, especially in this division where you're facing yep. Josh Allen, you're facing the Dolphins with Tyreek Hill and then Jalen Waddle, and then obviously with Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets, like you need you need the second to shore up that secondary for sure. But I also could see New England trading back and selecting a wide receiver, as they should. Yeah, yeah. because I don't like you can say like they can choose a wide receiver right now, number fourteen. But that again, this wide receiver class, it's not that like. I wouldn't say it's it's deep, and a lot of people have been saying like there's not a, uh, a lot of first round talent. I do think there's first round pits, but I don't think there's two first. I don't think there's any two wide receivers that go in the top fifteen. Like, I think Jackson Smith in Jigba is the only receiver that I could see going in the top fifteen. And I respect that. I respect that answer. So yeah. Uh, number fifteen, we have the Green Bay Packers selecting Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. I mean, it's a weapon for Jordan Love. Mm. Mm. I mean, a, for the Packers, now, you've, now you're drafting <laughs> offensive uh, weapons. You take a damn tight end. Uh, it's it's a weapon. I mean, obviously, I think they didn't bring back Tunyon, did they? No, they lost him. He lost. He went to the Bears. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you have a need. Um, he's a good player. He's cool, but. I think I, I think in the first round I'd rather take a guy with upside. Like I'd take Washington over him. Really? Or Michael Mayer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But then again, in that offense, I don't I don't in that offense, I don't ever notice the tight end position. Like, yeah. I feel like it's very receiver heavy when they do throw the ball. So kind of questionable to me. Take a, it's very much second, third round tight end to me in the first. But that's what the Packers do. Uh, they they, think, they do think, that head scratching. You shit. think Kincaid's a second or third round time? Yeah, I just I don't think he's game changer to me. I think he I mean I think he's a great route runner. I think he's really good in the red zone, which you want a tight end to be. Yeah. But he gives me Dalton show vibes. And okay. I'm not drafting Dalton Show in the first <laughs> round. Well, I can I can say for one, as a USC fan, this man tore us up. So Oh because oh. he was Utah's offense. Yeah. Shit. I I think what what he had like what's like thirteen catches for a hundred some yards against USC and Utah mm-hmm. early in the in the season. Yeah, it was it was crazy, bro. That shit was nuts. <laughs> it was like at that point, just put two people on him, man. You know he's getting the damn ball. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh number 16, as we're halfway through this draft, the Washington Commanders select Joey Porter Jr., cornerback out of Penn State. It's a good pick. It's good. It's a little high for me. I don't think his coverage ability is what people think it is. I think he's very physical. Physical yeah. like a Cam Sutton. Okay. That's very scrappy. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at number 17. Select Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of Boston College. Mm. It's cool, but I feel like they under – because was Calvin Austin hurt last year? Or was he just getting healthy DMPs? He was hurt. Yeah. Okay. He got hurt during preseason. (sighs) 
I just feel like that makes that receiver room a little small because you lost, you trade a pool, Claypool. Yep. Um, you got George Pickens still. You got George Pickens. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. I just feel like that third receiver, because Calvin Austin, I mean, being banged up, he didn't play at all in the regular season. So, like, he he has no role right now. Yeah. Uh, if I'm them, I go, mm, give me Quentin Johnson here instead of Zay Flowers. And this, for this fit, for this fit. I think Zay Flowers is the better player, mm-hmm. but I think Quentin Johnson fits a need of bigger body guy. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised. I would have I would have went with Paris Johnson. Considering they have a need at offensive line. Oh, he's still, he's still, yeah, on, he's the still on the board. And this is Mel Kuyper? Yep. Mel Kuyper needs to ask Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paris, Paris Johnson would be my pick if he's available for Pittsburgh. They, they need right. to, uh, to short that left tackle. They have Dan Moore playing at left tackle right now. I think they need to move him to right tackle mm-hmm. or, or guard or something. Something. To the bench. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number 18, we have Detroit Lions selecting running back Bijan Robinson. Out of Texas. Mm, interesting, because they just signed David Montgomery. You still have Swift, who has been kind of injury prone and yeah. kind of just really out. He hasn't lived up to being that number one back mm-hmm. for Detroit. Mm-hmm. But Bijan, I mean, that adds up. That adds it, and that, that's a game changer. Like I think Bijan to me is a top five player overall in this draft. Uh, it's just a shame he's a running back. But I mean, that's that's a dog. Uh, I just feel like this draft class being so deep at running back, I feel like you can wait. Yeah. Bijan, yeah. Bijan is an amazing talent. He's a, like it's like you're, it's like Alex Hunt, top five prospect in this draft. Yeah, but he's at a position that's kind of dying as far as how highly you hold it in your mind. Mm-hmm. So, but if he's there at eighteen, I mean eighteen, uh, what yeah, eighteen, right? Eighteen. I mean, I would say I would take like. I don't know. I'd probably take like a tight end, Michael Mayer, or you can go with the because they they drafted Will Anderson with their first pick, right? Yeah, yeah, Will Anderson. You can go with the secondary. You can draft a receiver. I just think offensive talent as far as receiver, tight end, maybe with that 18th pick. Because the thing about is that David Montgomery, like he's great power back, but he's also a great pass catcher out of the backfield as well. Like Mm -hmm. he's very good in that. DeAndre Swift is a very great pass catcher out of the backfield. So what are you really drafting Bijan Robinson for? Then I feel like I forget the names of those back end running backs. But I remember watching Hard Knocks and like those those other guys the in the guy, room were kind of decent. Craig, Craig Reynolds. Reynolds. Yep. Yeah. Craig Reynolds is cool. I mean like they, they got some and then there's other guys that just naturally won't get drafted you could bring in and all of a sudden now you got somebody yeah. as a third or fourth. So hold off on running back. They don't really need offensive line help. Ah, defense. Fuck it. Take a defensive guy. Take a defensive. Okay. At, and then at number 19, we finally have your guy getting selected, Paris Johnson Jr., going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. God, That's he, he falls down. Yep. That's a perfect spot. Him and Tristan Wirfs for the next 10 years? Yep. They just Oof. let go of Donovan right. Smith. I mean, if you're going to give Baker a shot with these weapons they have, he needs protection. Yep. Yeah. And that's that's – about as great as, as great as a fit as it could be. That, that's Christmas in April yeah. for them. So. Yep. Or do you think that Tampa Bay should move uh, Tristan Wirfs to the left tackle? Keep him at right. If I'm gonna take, if, I, if I can get Paris, I would just leave Tristan at right tackle. Okay. I would take the Saints approach and like you, you have a generational right tackle. Don't don't fuck with that. Yeah. Keep keep him where he needs to be. Yeah. Okay. I like it too. Uh, at number twenty, we have the Seattle Seahawks selecting Miles Murphy, defensive end from Clemson. <laughs> He's a good football player, but it just 
a lot of the stuff he does is like nuance. Like he's a he's a team player of like raw rob mentality. No, no, not not that. He's very much like his his play style is I'm gonna eat this double team so my my outside linebacker can make the tackle. Yeah. So it's like if I'm drafting a guy in a first round, I want a guy that could be this, mm-hmm. not a guy that's this and like his Again, he's, not, he's not a guy that's going to have like the big numbers that leads the NFL in sats or anything like that. Exactly. Lines. Just a, yeah. just a cool glue guy in the room, which I mean they need because they don't really have a defined edge room. Yeah. So I don't love the pick, but it's not terrible. Yeah. I like it. Uh, number twenty one, we have the Los Angeles Chargers selecting Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC. That's a, that's a slam dunk pick. It's a good pick. Yeah. I agree. Great pick. That's a he, good pick. He kind of reminds me of like Calvin Ridley. Yep. I see a lot of Calvin Ridley in this game. All right. Number 22, we have the Baltimore Ravens deciding to state, keep an in-state talent in Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland. I guess because you, you, they didn't bring back uh, Marcus Peters, did they? Nope. Nope. They didn't. So it's Marlon Humphrey and then I could tell you that. The <laughs> they were trying are. to get Darius Slay before he went back to Philly. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, corners I need for them. You don't really have to select a receiver now. You're not forced to because you signed Odell. Nah, he still wants that receiver. I like the pick. If you ask me, I mean, Deontay Banks is a guy who's been rising these past couple months. I like it. I would take Jalen Hyatt here. Grant, I'm not too high on Jalen Hyatt because I feel like his route tree is just very much non-developed. Mm-hmm. But I like his over the take it over the top. Very much Marquise Brown, but I think his hands are a little bit better than Marquise was coming out of Oklahoma. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's what I, I, would, I would take Hyatt here. Jalen Hyatt. Okay. Mm-hmm. At 23, we have the Minnesota Vikings selecting Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback out of Mississippi State. Yep. Good, lengthy guy. They just lost Patrick Peterson. But they added Byron they added Murphy. Byron Murphy yeah. Yep. It's a good pick. My, my thing is, like, who plays the other outside corner position? Because Byron is a slot. He's one of the best slots in the league when he plays it exclusively. They released what's his face, the other Mississippi State. Uh, uh Dantzler. Yeah. Yeah, Dantzler got released. Yep. I mean. But then again, you probably don't want to double down and get two young corners because then all of a sudden you got youth in the room and it's yeah. hectic. Don't I don't hate the pick though. I'm not I'm not mad at it. I just I question how that how that corner room looks after going into like OTAs and stuff. I, mm-hmm. I just question that. See, I, I think Minnesota needs to target a receiver opposite of Jordan Jefferson or Justin Jefferson. They lost Thielen. They have KJ Osborne, who is been kind of like in spurts. He's really good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, mean, I, th- I think this receiving this receiver class is good enough to where you can hold off. Like, I'd wait for like second, third, like a Kayshawn Booty, you know, type okay. guy. So I'd hold off for that. Okay, because I I, I would have went with like a Quinn Johnston here, but yeah, okay. That's not a bad, bad option as well. Uh, 24, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Lucas Van Ness, defensive end out of Iowa. Good versatile piece that anybody needs in a defensive room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. 25, New York Giants. Wow, selecting DJ Turner, cornerback from Michigan. <laughs> he doesn't have first-round grades to me. No, same here. Gives that's, me gives me Jordan Lewis vibes, which gives me nightmares. That's a reach. <laughs> <laughs> And plus, New York, they need a receiver too. I mean, but I mean, yeah. like you say you could wait to second round to draft a guy. Well, also, and last, didn't they lose their kid last year? They took in the second round due to uh, an injury. Went to uh, oh, Wandale Robinson. Yeah, Wandale yeah. was banged yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he played at all last year in the season, regular season. Garden, Garden OTAs, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but then again, 
been hearing things. They're not they're not very pleased with him. Really? So, yeah. They're they're not the leash for these like young receivers is kind of quick. But especially the Giants. I mean, shit, you get one year out of Kadarius Tony, you're ready to move on from him. Same yep. with Wondell Robinson, apparently. So <laughs> Uh, oh, you guys are going to like this. Uh, 26, the Dallas Cowboys select Michael Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame. Oh, you, you don't like it? I want Washington. What? I need a guy that can run block. I like the pick. I mean, he's proven. like This, this is like a surefire, like proven tight end. I mean, yeah, he, he was he was all American. What two years out of his three at Notre yep. Dame? I yep. mean, even he's, when he's even when he's covered, he's open. He's a stud. But then again, he was a number one option in that offense because who the fuck else were we throwing the ball to? <laughs> <laughs> it is Notre. It's Notre True. Dame. I want Washington, man. I I just I love his ability to block. For one, he's just huge. He has, I mean, the size. I mean, like he has everything I want for a Cowboys offense where you just basically gave the keys to Tony Pollard and said, "Here, you're the guy now." Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm actually I'm actually going to dedicate myself to a guy that can actually run block and not a guy I have to teach to. Okay. How do you feel about the pick? I mean, Michael Meyer is to me is tight end one in this draft. Like I think he has everything you want in tight end. Yeah. Um Dallas, I mean they have a good collection of young guys, you know, they took Ferguson last year. Uh they have Hendershot, so I feel like they have a nice core already. Um but at the same time, I I kind of feel like tight end I guess it would be the move. They'd set up that offensive line for me to try and replace McGovern. Because I think defensively, they're fine where they're at right now. Mm. And if you do go guard, you probably go the guard out of TCU, right? Because he's versatile. Steve, Steve Avila. Uh, Avila, yeah. yeah. Or uh, I would say the guy from Florida. Um, oh, they visited. They, they, they met with him, too. Yeah. yeah. What's his name? I can't, I can't think of his name, but um, he's really good. Um, at 27, the Buffalo Bills let Trenton Simpson, linebacker out of Clemson. Isaiah Simmons. That's what I say when I when I watch film. He's, he's just, I don't see a I don't see a place for him in a NFL defense right now. Like he has to pick and stick with it. So see, I like this pick for Buffalo just because of he's the fact that he's a rangy linebacker can play sideline to sideline has blazing four four speed mm-hmm. like Tremaine you, Edmonds. Yeah, yeah, like you need someone to replace that Tremaine Edmonds type of role. Unless you think that um, who was the guy they had drafted last year out of Baylor, Terrell Bernard can fill in that spot, but. I, I, I take Trent Simpson yeah. over, the, over that, yeah. Okay. So, at 28, the Cincinnati Bengals select defensive tackle Brian Breesey out of Clemson. It's kind of crazy. Brian Breesey used to be like a top five, five projected, like, yeah. projected guy. Uh, the only thing with him is injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays – he can play the one – he can play a nose. He can play a three technique. Uh, even in a – you know, he can play a little end if you need him to. You yeah. Know? So – Good versatile pick. I like his character. I think he's a good leader. Good pick. Late, yeah. late, late in the round, late, late version like this. Love it. It's a good collection on the defensive line too. With already with BJ Hill, DJ Reader, uh, you know Hendrickson, uh, Sam Hubbard. That's a good collection yeah. along the defensive line. Oh yeah. And Mike Mayotte said Cincinnati ranked 29th in sats last season. So did they really? Yep. Damn. So interior pass rush, you know, could kind of help that out if you get a guy mm. like Brian Breesy. Oh, all right, Alec. At number twenty-nine, your New Orleans Saints. Starting out Washington. No, no. they select Kalijah Cansey. Oh, the, from Pitt from Pittsburgh. Yes, I like this move a lot. I think his speed of the combine for one was just cool to see, but also the Saints lost uh, David Onyemata. They lost Shy Tuttle mm-hmm. in free agency. Um, they went and replaced it with Colin Saunders from the Chiefs, uh, who was more of a three tech. 
If anything, he's a he's just a big dude who can plug holes. Yeah. Uh, Clancy kind of gives you. Uh, he could be your one tech, be a guy who can get upfield and uh, take advantage of the one on ones. And at the end of the day, Cam Jordan is still really good at what he does. But last year with Davenport really kind of disappointing and Peyton Turner missing games, uh, <laughs> teams double team Cam Jordan simply just took the one on ones. And that's why we were 24th in the league against the run. So beefing up the defensive line was a must for them this offseason. Bringing in Saunders and they signed a. Uh, Nathaniel Shepard from the Jets, who is a quality rotational across the line kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So Clancy makes sense. I think that's the guy I've seen mocked to us the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good pick. Okay, Alec, look at you. I know. I, hey, I've seen. I've seen that. I've seen that pick mocked to us quite a bit. Yeah, that man. That man been doing his scouting on on Clancy. Okay, I like it's it. either him or Donald Washington that gets mocked to us a lot. Okay, I saw a couple of mocks they had with the damn. I can't think of the Florida guards name but he got knocked you guys <laughs> damn um all right so number oh wow trade so seahawks moved back into the first round trade with philadelphia okay they select quarterback hendon hooker out of tennessee oh i mean that makes sense given gino we know gino is not the long-term solution he signed a three-year deal which is cool um but also with gino it gives hooker the ability to sit and learn you're not having to play head and hooker right away. The only knack I have on head and hooker is one coming off the injury is going to be a concern no matter what. Yep. Um, but also the offense of Tennessee was really kind of unique. Darren. Yeah. It, it's not something you see a lot of in the NFL. So that and also his age. I mean, he's going to be 27, 20, 26. 26. Yeah. If he does start next year, <laughs> he'll be 26, 27, or whatever the hell he starts, he's going to be much older. And you signed Gino to what that three year deal. So if you were projecting him to play, play it out, Gino, yeah. he'll be 29 in his first Bam. time start. But at the same time, it's much like what the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson. You sneak back into the back and you get that fifth year of control with him being a first round pick. Yeah. Lamar Jackson was also 21 years old, though. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know why I'm under control of a guy who'll be 32. He'd be 30. <laughs> I don't know. He'll be 32 by the time. He, but hey, at 32, that price tag might not be that bad. At that point, hitting the market at 32, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that price is nothing. <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't hate that. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate I, that pick. I don't like this pick. I don't hate it. Let us ask part of the second round, though. Yeah. <laughs> At 31, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the end of the first round since there are 31 pits because the NFL decided to hoe ho, ho every ho Shout out to Miami. And take everything out on the Miami. Shout out office. to Miami. It's all good. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs select Will McDonald for uh, the fourth out of uh, Iowa State. Love the pick. This kid. This kid's versatile, steady. Uh, he gives you everything you want and a guy yeah. to build around. So I think he's definitely the, one of the best speed rushers out of this class mm. for sure. And the the, the, the the nice thing about his frame is like his frame he could go easy go up or he could drop some weight and become an end yeah, like an no. edge outside linebacker type so I love this pick I like that and that's all thirty well, I guess it's not thirty two picks thirty one out of Mel Kiper's, shout out to uh, Miami two shout, round draft shout out tampering <laughs> <laughs> you do Here, what you do how about this I'll 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 pitch I'll tell you guys the teams that didn't pick in the first round who they picked in the second round who didn't pick besides Miami. So the, oh, Rams, the Rams, yeah. Rams at number 36. They selected Keon White, defensive end out of Georgia Tech. Like him. Like him too. Uh 
Denver didn't pick. Then Denver didn't pick. Either. Yeah, Denver didn't pick. Oh, by the way, Philadelphia, when they traded back from Seattle, they chose Jameer Gibbs. Damn. That's nasty. That's a good pick. Yeah. That's nasty. Oh, Cyrus Torrance. That's the guard's name. Out of Florida? Florida? Okay. Yeah. okay. He, he, he fell to 38 to the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. Saints chose Darnell Washington. There we go. Number 40. There we go. <laughs> okay, let me get to the pits there. So they, who, who, yeah, who else didn't draft? Miami, Denver, the Rams. I want to say that's it, right? Because Detroit had the Rams Charger? pick. No, Chargers pick. Chargers pick. Detroit didn't, or the, sorry, the Lions had the Rams pick. The Seahawks had the Broncos pick. Yeah. Is that it? I think that's it, yeah. Who did Denver pick first? Uh, Do they even have a second round pick? I think that, I think that was the Rush too. I think that's the <laughs> too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Denver's <laughs> Damn. Shout out to Russ. Well, damn. Okay. <laughs> All right, Miami. At number 51, we chose Steve Avila. Guard. That's a good pick. At, TCU. I like oh, that pick. At, at what? 50 what? 51. That's uh, that, that's good value. Right yeah, there. I like that. That's, that's good. That's good value. But that's good value. I think you need a guy that actually projects to play tackle. Instead of another like versatile guard center, uh, well, we I guess for sure you, you need could, yeah. another like. But at the same time, like uh, with this pick, I see us like this is like this basically means that we're giving Austin Jackson another chance at right tackle. Yeah. Sure, maybe you sign Brandon Shell. I know Kim Fleming. I think is out there on the market, so you sign one of those guys to kind of compete with him at the right tackle spot. Mm. This says more about replacing Liam Eichenberg at that left guard spot, which he could be replaced too. Oh yeah, he okay. needs to be replaced. So I, I I like it. I like it from that. Uh, I, I like that mock. It's pretty solid. There's a couple question marks, but it's a solid mock. As okay. Well, since I told you the Saints second round pick, I'll tell you the Cowboys second round pick. It was Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. That, that done pissed me off. I don't want another receiver. Bill, Ky- is, B- Bill Kuyper pissed you off. He is pretty. He is pretty good though. Like he has great hands. I'll give him that. <laughs> But but then, but then it's like okay so let's say he takes the receiver four role yeah they definitely they definitely have other priorities before taking a receiver in the second yeah. round I but agree it's just like I feel like Mingo and uh, I forget his damn name now you got all the DMPs rookie we drafted last year uh, uh, Jalen Tolbert Tolbert yeah Tolbert I feel like they're the same guys and Tolbert couldn't pick up the playbook well, got- maybe Mingo will pick up the playbook <laughs> maybe he'll be ready to play week one. <laughs> Please, that might no. be the difference. He might be ready to play. Fuck that. I'd rather wait and get Marvin Mims because then now you got a yeah. pseudo, you know, pseudo, you know, punt yeah. returner because I'm not sold on what's his face. Just some, some of the other receivers. Jalen Hyatt went to Detroit at 55. Damn. Um, That's a good pick. Josh Downs went to the Buffalo Bills at 59. Damn. And Marvin went, Mims went to the Kansas City Chiefs at 63. Oh, I love that for Kansas City. Yeah. So, I love that for him. The rich kid richer. But yeah, that's pretty much what two-round mock draft. Mel yeah, and we'll see how the real draft goes. We'll be doing it here. Uh, we'll get the details hammered out who all can make it. Yeah. But we will do a live stream here through Sour Kids Productions for the NFL draft. Should be lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a little short on time here, boys. So very quickly, uh, we'll touch on it more next week when you know a lot more has happened. But give me one word to describe the NBA playoffs right now. Give me a word. My word is disappointing. So, for you, yeah, yeah, Sorry. for me, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna say chaotic. Like yeah. we, t- we talked about it before the show, but I feel like the Nuggets aren't making it out of this first. It's gonna be tough, yeah. and even if they do, I think they get bounced second. I can see the Sixers losing early. 
Like, I feel I feel like there's going to be a low seed, low five, six seed that mess around and makes the Oklahoma. Oklahoma? Don't don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. They they made some noise by you know giving themselves a chance to make the play playoffs, but I think they lose tonight. I okay. Lose yeah. Tonight. Yeah. I would say fresh, and the reason why I say that because it's like a, it's a fresh slate, clean slate with a lot of these teams because. Like the Lakers are ranked as the seventh seed, but if you look, if this roster was their roster at the beginning of the season, they would be a top five seed in, yep. the, in the West. So a lot of these teams made moves around the trade deadline, just such as the Phoenix Suns. A lot of these teams are still trying to figure themselves out. So you like what you think you know about these teams, especially on the scouting report, is going to be very different come playoff time because a lot of these guys haven't really played a lot together. So agreed. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but uh, that's going to wrap things up here, guys. So until then, it's been Alec, DeAndre, Makai, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.